Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting radio drama podcast. Today on the program, we have a wonderful drama for you called Take It Away. It's a really, really special piece to me, one of my favorite pieces we ever did. It was performed live at the legendary Roxy on the Sunset Strip here in Los Angeles. And I have such wonderful memories about that night, about being backstage with the cast in this legendary rock venue where literally people like Jim Morrison had traveled the halls and dressing rooms. The excitement was bursting from us and the audience was so receptive. I remember when we got there, the bartenders and some of the waitresses and waiters even thought, huh, what's this radio drama show coming into a rock venue? But by the time we got done, many of them came to me and they were like, that was so cool, unlike anything we've ever seen at the Roxy. It was a really, really special experience. This piece is a drama about how we're all connected, about how one event affects other characters, brilliantly told by James Napoli, the writer, and wonderfully performed by the entire ensemble. We also had a really great guest on this piece, Mr. M.K. Asante, wonderful poet and author. He came on and did an acting part for us and some wonderful spoken word, which you'll see. I'm really, really proud of it. I know you're going to enjoy it. Hey, be sure to tune in for the next what is it, six to seven weeks we have left here in 2017? Starting next week, we're going to be doing all of our holiday programming till the end of the year. You're really going to love it. But in the meantime, let us take you out there to the New Frequency stage, which was the Roxy, right? You'll enjoy this one. Take it away. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful production. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. Calling all freaks. No They say that objects set in motion tend to stay in motion, and we as human beings nowadays can never seem to stop. If we did, we might find that the circles we travel in bring us closer together than we ever could have imagined. As we'll see on our first piece on the evening called Take It Away. Look, uh... Honey, can we talk this over? Dennis, we've been talking it over for months now. You're a therapist. That's what you do. Talk. Oh, I see. Well, how does that make you feel? Dennis. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just left me wide open there. I... Is it me, Dennis, or aren't you the one who came to me six months ago and said this wasn't working? I mean, what exactly did you mean by that? I don't know. You see? All week long, you have answers for your patients, but in your own life, you just don't know. Oh, I do know, I do. Well, what do you know, then? I don't know. I don't believe this. Are you hearing this, world? I mean, have you ever tried to break up with a crazy man? What? You mean it? We're going to break up? Oh, that's it. Out you go. What? Get out, vamoose. Bye-bye. What? So it's really over, then? Dennis! Oh, all right, all right, fine. It's over. What you've just heard is the unremarkable conclusion to the four-year romance between Dennis Mitchell and Ariane Wade. I say unremarkable because the argument that ended their relationship was not that much different from all the arguments they had during their relationship. In any case, Dennis was not happy. He tried to walk off his frustration. She's right. I can fix everyone else, but I can't fix myself. God, I'm hating my life right now. 
And how does that make you feel, Dennis? Oh, shut up, Dennis. Yes, Dennis was feeling crummy about himself. Stupid me. In that state, almost anything would have made him angry. Stupid relationship, stupid world. But what finally tweaked him was the simplest thing. Stupid piece of paper. A simple looking piece of paper, a note, if you will, the kind we've all left behind for someone at some point in our life. But there was this particular note, folded once and stuck behind the wiper blade of a parked car. We'll just see about that. He took the paper from behind the windshield wiper, unfolded it, and read what was written on it. Tony, I love you. Please call me as soon as you get this note. Before you do anything else, call me. Remember, I love you. Tony, I love you. Makes me want to puke. Down, Down with, with love, love, said Dennis as he tore the note to pieces. <clears throat> thinking with <clears throat> each rip of the paper that if he had to suffer for love, then whoever Tony was had to suffer too. And with that, Dennis now in much brighter spirits walked away. That's better. Dennis never even gave a single thought to the owner of that car or how tearing up that note would change things so drastically. His name is Tony Holloway, the owner of the car where the note was placed. But because Dennis tore up the note on his car, Tony never got it. And because he never got it, Tony figured he got dumped. Devastated and in need of change, Tony is leaving his job teaching high school and going to a new town to teach college. This comes as bad news to Asante, one of his best students. Damn, Mr. Holloway, why do you have to go? Now, listen, Asante, it wasn't easy deciding to leave. Sometimes in life, a man has to make tough decisions based on factors nobody else can understand. So in other words, you got dumped. Look, don't make this any harder than it already is, okay? Ah, screw that okay stuff, man. Look, I'm gonna let that slide because I like you. Look, you got me where I am. You encouraged me because I was smart. Now I ain't got no friends because I'm smart. And I never had anything at home anyway, and now you're leaving? Look, you're right, Asante. You are smart. You're smart enough to pull through. I don't need you shining me on right now, man. Not now. You're gifted. I mean, the way you can work with words. And you have to know that there's more to why I'm leaving than just, well, my getting dumped. It's... Well, what did you say? It's the catalyst, the jump start, the kick in the ass. Yeah, see, you can work with words. I won't make it through senior year without you, though. I got no one else. No one but yourself. I don't need your Dr. Phil head games right now, man. Look, I have to get on with my life, Asante. Now, everything is going to be fine. I, I promise. The truth is, part of Tony knew he couldn't promise anything. And part of Asante knew it, too. So in the end, they just had to face the music. All right, Mr. Holloway. Goodbye, Asante. One torn up note on a car windshield has already led to a sad goodbye. A quiet, contemplative moment. I swear I'll do it, I'll jump! And now on to a, well, not so quiet moment from Tony's lover, the one who left the note on the car windshield. Lester. Don't try and stop me. Lester, you're on the first floor. If you jump, you'll sprain an ankle tops. I don't care, Kathy, I'll jump. You just watch me. I've got nothing to live for. You're crazy, Lester. What about Lost? You have to know how that turns out. Oh, shut up! <laughs> this is not a joke! <laughs> While Lester straddles the ledge of his first floor apartment window, his best friend Kathy stands on the street below. Please, Lester, let's just go back inside and buzz me in and we'll talk. Not one word from Tony. Three weeks now. Why would he ignore me like this? I poured my heart into that note. Why? I don't know, Les. Deep breaths, okay? It's not fair! 
No, Lester, it's not fair, but it's really gonna be okay. Hey, what's going on? It's okay, he's my friend. Are you gonna jump? Yes, I no, am! No, gonna... no, he's not. We will work it out, thank you. Oh, hey, is this your 20? What? 20 bucks, right here on the sidewalk. Mm, it's not mine. I'm taking it, then. Eh, 20 bucks, not bad. Hey, I'm glad I stopped. Thanks, you nutball! Yeah, don't mention it! Lester, please let me in. I went by Tony's place again, Kathy. Oh, Lester, you didn't. Well, the new people haven't moved in yet, and I still have a key. Why do you punish yourself like that? I walked around. Everything just bare floors and bare walls. I swear I could still smell him. He left some cleaning products behind under the sink. And there was that polyester duster we got at the 99-cent store. Hmm. Useless. Completely useless, but we kept it around because it made us laugh. I'm sure he'll get in touch at some point. At some point. Did I ever tell you about the day that homeless guy was on my stoop? And he asked me for some change, and I said, tomorrow, tomorrow. And he said, tomorrow, I'm starving now! Lester. Kathy, why did he just leave? Do you have an answer I can live with? I don't know, Lester. What a piece of work is man, or whatever Shakespeare said. Shakespeare, Shakespeare! Everyone always quotes Shakespeare when they want to explain someone being a dick. Well, that's it. I am so jumping right now. No, Lester. I mean Everything it. okay no. here, folks? Oh, oh, hello, officer. Yes, everything's fine. Uh-huh. How about you, sir? You all right? Are you straight? What? You are straight, aren't you? Lester, <laughs> you don't have to answer that, officer. It's all right. I'm straight. Why do you ask? Oh, for a minute, I thought I could try for a rebound. We're not all cops from the village, people. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Lester. You go right inside, right inside right now, you close that window, and I won't write you up for disturbing the peace. How's that? Oh, you think you can intimidate me by just walking up here and... Oh, fine. I'll see you later, Kathy. Okay, Lester. So now you sure you're okay, miss? It is miss, isn't it? Um, yes. I just mean miss because you look so young. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. But as long as you're here, officer, there is something. I hope it won't sound like a stupid question. No, not at all, miss. Well, you haven't heard what it is yet. Well, um, you just don't look like somebody who would ever say anything stupid. Okay. You know, um, out of the three pickup lines so far, that was my favorite. Pickup lines? Hey, no, I'm just your average, everyday, friendly police officer. Yes, yes, you are. So what was that question, miss? My name's Kathy. Oh, my name's Peabody, Officer Jake Peabody. Well, it's nice to meet you, Officer Peabody. Likewise. So, the thing is, my you saw my friend there, Lester. I'm kind of getting worried about him. He's becoming irrational. You know, he might be a, a danger to himself. Oh, I suppose I could arrest him after all. Um, that's harsh. Um, maybe, uh, maybe something that won't end up on his permanent record. Well, I tell you what, I can refer your friend Lester there to a psychologist we've used on the force before. Sometimes a little therapy can nip that antisocial in the bud. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. All right, here's my card. Call me at the station. I'll give you the information. All right. Number's right there. Hmm. Right there, you see it? I do. Have a nice day, Officer Peabody. Please, call me Jake. When? Huh? When should I call you Jake? Oh, uh, next time we meet. Not that there's going to be a next time. Or... <laughs> I think there will be. Bye now. Bye. I saw that, you slut! Back off, Lester! This one's mine! 
The phone is ringing in the middle of the night again, as it has for a while at Tony Holloway's new place in Syracuse, New York. Tony knows who it is, and he doesn't want to answer it, but he knows he must. Hello. Hello? Asante, please say something. If, if things are going badly, tell me. If, if you want to kill me, tell me. You've got to talk to me, Asante. Oh. It has now been two months since Tony left town. Thousands of miles away, Asante hung up the phone and headed out into the night streets of Los Angeles. He was feeling very lost, like whatever he might have become had been taken away from him, and he wanted somebody to blame. So that night, he stood in the doorway of an abandoned building, waiting for somebody, anybody, to come along. All right, all right, all right, hold up, hold no, up. No, oh, God, God, please, look, I don't want any trouble. It was Dennis, the man who started everything, the non-believer in notes, the terror upper. What do you want? I don't know. Give me a wallet. Look, I don't have much cash. Just move it. Stop yapping and get in gear. What is this about? What? What the hell? Uh, look, I'm sorry for whatever part I might have played in creating a fabric of society where a boy like you has to resort to this. Ah, damn. What are you, a psychiatrist or something? Well, yeah, a matter of fact, I am. Ah, well, shut your psychiatrist's mouth and give me your wallet. All right, all right, all right, all right. If that's what you really want, here. Whatever you need, take it. It's all I have. Ah, shit. What's the matter? Uh, look, forget it. What? Forget it. I don't want it. I, look, I don't understand. I said forget it. Now shut your mouth. Ooh. Just, just shut up, mister, all right? Just shut up. <clears throat> Great. Everybody else gets their money stolen. Me, I just get mugged for the sake of it. The next day, Dennis was in a session with one of his new patients, whose name was Lester. Lester had been referred through his friend Kathy, who had gotten Dennis's name through Officer Jake Peabody. Toward the end of the session, Lester could no longer ignore the cut above Dennis's eyebrow. What happened to your eye, Dr. Beaumont? Well, it was the oddest thing. I, I got mugged. He didn't want any money, though. That's strange. Well, I'm very sorry to hear it. Well, thank you, Lester. But now this hour is about you. And last week, we were, well, we were talking about uh, how it took you over a month to contact me. Now, can we address that a little bit more? Uh, if we must. Well, a lot of people who are suffering from low self-esteem actually avoid something that could really be good for them. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, sure. But if I'm suffering from low self-esteem, it's because of the way I was so rejected by Tony. All right, let's talk about that. You've been reluctant to address that. Well, I just can't wrap my mind around it still. Why would he just take off? Not even respond when I left him such a passionate note. I see. So you left Tony a note? Yes, on his car windshield. I told him I loved him, and I wanted to talk to him, and he never, ever, ever responded. Wait, he wait, just wait, left. Wait, a, wait a second. You said you left a note on his car windshield? Yeah, that's right. It, it was beautiful, handwritten and everything. Where was this? The car, I mean. Over on 5th, I think. Oh, God. What? Oh, what? Oh. oh, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophies, Horatio. Huh? Oh, sorry, Lester. That's Shakespeare, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Please, don't quote Shakespeare. It's one of my buttons. Well, I'm glad to know that, Lester. The more I can know about you, the more we share things together, the more progress we make. But look... Look, I'm afraid our time is up. We still have five minutes by my watch. Well, actually, I'm not feeling well. We'll go extra next Are time. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just fine. Oh. Each of us reaches a time in our lives when we have to admit that we need help to carry on. For Dennis, that time was now. Finally, after so many years, the therapist decided he should think about therapy. 
Meanwhile, not so far away, Lester's friend Kathy and Officer Jake Peabody had really hit it off. Let's join them now in the place they haven't left for three days, Kathy's bed. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Got any brothers or sisters? One brother, one sister. You? Mm, one sister. Mm. She works overseas. Haven't talked to her in ages. Mm, my family's all local. We get together all the time. That's nice. Yeah. You're nice. No, you. <laughs> I love your body. Mm, I love yours. <laughs> Where did you learn that trick with the... Um, from a book. <laughs> yeah, right. Your last girlfriend, you mean. Hey, hey how's your uh, friend doing with the shrink, uh, with Dennis? Wow, way to change the subject. Very smooth. <laughs> Dennis came in a while ago and he reported a mugging. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Anyway, about that trick of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Kathy and Jake are not getting out much. They certainly didn't venture out to the nightclub only blocks from their love nest. So they did not get to see a certain high school student take to the stage at a very popular poetry slam. Uh, this is a piece I wrote. Just want to share it with you. Like water running off my back, massaging my spine with gentle gestures transcribed in time, leaving space blindly behind as I, as I frantically search to find me, a reflection of divine ancestry who left shadows in the sunlight and pristine orange footprints in the shadows of the night listening to the esoteric echoes of Nomo when the wind blows through thick soles, cornrows, and afros. 2,000 seasons ago and 2,000 seasons to go, blossoms, warmth, fallen rainbows, and snow flood my winter window until it is broken. The world is sound. Poetry is to be spoken, either over influential instrumentals or silent beats, because remember, Silence is also speech. So I speak in tongues, infecting infantile eardrums, singing songs my grandmother sung, dreaming about her grandfather who was hung in an attempt to make it sensible as if the children of the night were dispensable. But we are not. See, somewhere along the way, we must have forgotten the plot, AKA the master's plan. But I got my own master plan to master the plan and plan the master's disaster and watch it collapse faster than the speed of light penetrating the deeds of night which are jet black, and freedom is awaiting seven steps beneath that, like water running off my back. Thank you. Asante was well thought of by the crowd, and he did not escape the notice of Josephine Morgan. Josephine is the owner of a small press known for giving exposure to up-and-coming poets. Fine words, Asante, fine words. Why don't you take a moment and write some of those words down? I think they could find a place in my books. My words, huh? For real. What I gotta do? Like I say, write them down. Send them to me. Here's my card. Then we'll see, okay? Yeah, okay, thanks. All right, I'm gonna do it, all right? Okay, I'll send you some words. Lester? There's no easy way for me to say this. What is it, Dr. Beaumont? Dennis's therapist immediately advised him to come clean with Lester. To his credit, Dennis sucked it up and did so. Lester, I tore up that note. I took it out from underneath the windshield wiper and I destroyed it. You what? What note? The note you left for Tony. 
I just had a fight with my girlfriend, and I was angry at the world. Tony? Tony never got the note. No, I'm sorry. I acted irresponsibly. I only hope you can forgive me. Alas, what fools these mortals be, huh? <laughs> Lester? That was Shakespeare. Yes, it was. I hate Shakespeare! The wound over Dennis's other eyebrow did not need stitches. And it's probably a good thing that Lester chose to smack Dennis several times with a Kleenex box instead of the paperweight. Just the same, the receptionist called the police. Officer Peabody responded to the call. I'm sorry, Lester. We're going to have to take you in. I guess you have to do what you have to do. How's Kathy? She's fine. Oh, but you look a little pale, officer. All right. Bags under your eyes. Are you getting enough sleep That's these days? That's enough out of you. Kathy hasn't answered her phone in days. I keep getting That'll the machine. That'll do, Lester. That'll do. All Let's right. go. All right. Just to cover all the paperwork, the police suggested that Dennis go to the ER for an evaluation of his Kleenex box injuries. <laughs> While Dennis waited for ages in the emergency room, he decided to make a call to the person he missed the most right then. Hi, Dennis. Ariane, hello. What the hell Thanks happened to you? A patient and a wicked box of Kleenex. What? I deserved it, though. It's good to see you, Ariane. It's good to see you too, Dennis. Are you, uh, are you seeing anybody these days? No, not, not really. Not really? Dennis. No, 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 not really is fine. It's just fine. I'll take not really. Yeah? Uh, look, I've been thinking that, I don't know, I, I, I think too much. And, well, I was wondering if I gave up thinking, could we give it another try? Ooh, I don't know, Dennis. I've had some time sitting here, and so I, I wrote down what I wanted to say, and in this note, I found some really important things can be said in the note. Oh, Dennis. That's, that's really beautiful. Does it really matter what he wrote? As long as it was from the heart. Dennis immediately phoned Officer Peabody to say that he was not pressing charges against Lester. Okay, Lester, free to go. Thanks, Jake. I told you it's Officer Peabody. Okay, Jakey-wakey. Lester? Kathy! It's okay, honey. Oh, Lester, what did you do now? <laughs> Attempted murder with a box of snot rags, that's all. What? Long story. Hey, Officer Peabody, you know, I never got that one phone call I'm entitled to. Oh, yeah? Can it be a toll call? Where are you thinking? Syracuse, New York, my good man. Get me Syracuse, New York! Once again, the phone rang in the middle of the night at Tony's place in Syracuse, and Tony picked it up. Hello? Asante? Please, Asante, you've got... Lester. But why should I call you, Lester? You dumped me, remember? You made that very clear when... What? what? What do you mean I never got the note? What note? Oh my God. I, um, no, don't, 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 don't cry, Lester. Never, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. Of course you can come over here and stay for a while. I, I'd like that. Lester, why are you quoting Shakespeare? 
So this late night phone call was not from Asante. Yet Tony wondered, why had Asante stopped calling? Was he okay? And while Tony waited for Lester to make his way to Syracuse for their reunion, another reunion was in the offing as well. It was foretold in a flyer posted on the Student Activities Bulletin Board. Josephine Morgan presents New Voices, the East Coast College Poetry Tour. Huh. Featuring newly published works by amazing new young poets, including Jenny Stevens, August Rodell, and M.K. Asante. Asante? Well, I'm not doing anything on Friday night. Imagined nation running free like ink dreams, hiding in the wrinkled minds of the thieves who swallow the dry innocence of the unseen. They are now visible, young and gifted, but divisible. Staggering through shot streets where riddled shot sickle cell and city PDs pursue faster than the heartbeats of archetypal black athletes. And papers, preachers too, scream hopeless as they struggle defining what hope is, forcing our retreat into the night where we bargain with death for discounts on life, we get half off. By 20, we're scattered to systems, education, corporate, and all the isms which without vision act as prisons. Narrowing our perspectives, freedom cannot be an elective. Attending schools boasting most selective, when quite selectively our story is neglected. Abandoned like rotting pieces of wood while we film yet another movie glory frying the hood, giving them and us window seats to confirm our defeat. And all we can say is I'm trying to eat. Imagine fasting. Well, there was very little for the teacher and the student to say once they saw each other again. So, they kept it simple. Hey, Asante. What's up, Mr. Holloway? So much set in motion by one torn up piece of paper. Tony, Asante, Kathy, Jake, Lester. They will all go on with their lives, as we all do. They won't have time to wonder what next small thing may set their lives to changing once again. What have you set in motion today? Nothing? Are you sure? Well, I guess that covers everyone connected to the note on that car windshield. Well, wait a minute. We almost forgot someone. That passerby. The one who found the $20 bill when he stopped by Lester's apartment building. <laughs> Perhaps you saw him on the news last week. So I figured, what have I got to lose? I had a bunch of friends put a buck on the lottery ticket in 20 different states, and they all hit. <laughs> We're splitting the 200 million between us. Pretty good for finding a 20 in the street, huh? <laughs> Throw a pebble in a pond, and the ripples spread outward. Anybody got a pebble? Frequency. Signing off in three, two, one.